Hello there, and welcome back to From the Frying Pan. My name is Vince, and I'll be your host for this episode and more to come. A little bit about restaurants, restaurant tours, pitfalls, leadership. We discuss a lot of everything on this podcast, and we'll continue to do so. I've got some great news for all the listeners. We will be starting to have guests on the podcast talking about their trials and tribulations, where they came from, how they found success, where their failures existed and how they bounced back from them, um, and how they created opportunity maybe when there was no opportunity to be had or was necessary for them to grow and get out of their comfort zone. But in this story, in this episode, I wanted to really start with me, a little bit about me. Uh, The episodes that will follow will have a little bit about my history, but it'll be more about the restaurant industry as a whole. But it's important to know where we all come from, how we got to where we have arrived at now, and what happened along the way. So I'll start back at the beginning. Uh, I was a young punk kid uh, that moved to Atlanta, Georgia uh, with an opportunity to stay with a friend. And I had to figure out how in the world I was going to pay bills sleeping on his couch uh, with very little belongings uh, to my name at the time of this story. And so I started waiting tables at a local restaurant during the daytime and realizing that it just wasn't enough at the time for me to get some savings going. Um, I started waiting tables at a restaurant at night also. And the night restaurant turned into a really, really great opportunity that pretty much paved the way for the rest of my life and career uh, building a family, etc. So we'll get into that in a minute. But the opportunity to wait tables at two different restaurants is what many of us started out as or many of us had done. Um, a lot of people nowadays are working two jobs to make ends meet, and it's just not an easy thing to juggle. Um, changing of uniforms, two different bosses, two different schedules, uh, different routines at each place, uh, you know, eating, shaving, getting dressed, all of those things between jobs, after jobs, before jobs, whatever's necessary to kind of take you through and make sure that you are earning what you need to earn to survive is the main goal, but it's difficult. And I know a lot of people can really resonate with that feeling. So at some point I decided that working two jobs was just too chaotic and maybe if I committed uh, all of my energy to one job that was paying a little bit more or at least earning a little bit more, um, I could balance it out and not have to work two jobs. So that's what I did. So I quit my day job, so to speak, and worked the night job and really committed to learning and getting better at waiting tables and understanding salesmanship. And along the way, uh, I guess I was arrogant enough to think that I could bartend or learn how to manage or maybe get in the kitchen a few days a week and learn how to chop potatoes and onions and things like that. So at the time of my life and my career, uh, these were opportunities that were afforded me uh, with enough bothering and bugging and poking on the shoulder. And so I started doing things on my own time, um, off the clock, as many of us have in this industry. Um, trying to learn and make my way into a business that I was not familiar with. And the manager that I was working for was a great mentor, a great coach, uh, loved teaching, loved passing along knowledge, and really wanted to afford me the opportunity. I guess he saw the glare in my eyes of, you know, desire and willingness to work hard. So, you know, we embarked on a path together for about nine months, and he taught me everything he could teach me in those nine months. And at the end of those nine months, an opportunity was given to me to go and actually be promoted, become a manager of a restaurant, 
uh, and I had to change locations, go through training, and get my feet wet. And they stayed wet for a while. Um, It was a very difficult transition, as I'm sure many people have realized or gone through themselves. Going from hourly to manager is a big leap. Um, There's a lot of things that you aren't taught. There's a lot of things that you don't know. Um, And there's a lot of mistakes to be made. And there's a funny expression that people, when they are hiring someone with no experience, say, you need more experience. We can't hire someone without experience. I'm sorry, this role or this position requires X amount of years of experience or X amount of uh, project experience. Whatever it is, experience is one of those things that you need to get ahead. But if you don't have it, you can't get ahead. So you have to really just pay your dues. Um, and there's, it's unavoidable. It's just one of those things unless you're born under a, a bright star or know someone that has great connections. But even then, if you're not prepared for the opportunity, there will be stumbling and failure and mistakes made. So I stumbled and I failed and I made a lot of mistakes and I was arrogant. I thought I knew everything. Of course, I didn't. In fact, I think what I didn't know outweighed what I actually knew at that point in my life, which is pretty typical of a young person. But I worked hard and I was passionate and I wanted to do well and I wanted to be liked and I wanted to learn and get results. So I stuck with this company and along the way they allowed me to open a new location which was a great experience. Um, So chaotic, so interesting, so nonstop, but you learn a ton. And then I was afforded an opportunity later down the road to actually open a new location as a manager. And that was really eye-opening because there is really just so much that goes into opening a new restaurant or new business, um, daily checklists, phone calls, installations, uh, measuring, typing things up, side work, order forms. I mean, it really it's a really long list, but you learn a ton. You get everything the way you think you want it, and then you open a restaurant, and it was crazy busy. Uh, We were all new at our job and we stumbled for a while, but we really came through as a team and there was a great cohesion. So we survived. That's the good news. So I stayed with this company a little bit longer. Uh, There were times when I was losing a little bit of hope. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Was I promotable? Was this even for me? Did the people around me believe in me? And ultimately, you know, my prayers were answered. I got a phone call one day and a sit down conversation basically offering me an opportunity to go and uh, take over for another restaurant manager that was getting promoted at a location. I was out of this world excited uh, and really, really, really uh, couldn't believe the opportunity was being given to me. So of course I took it and, uh, you know, fake it till you make it, jump in, see what you're made of. And again, new opportunity, had no experience doing this position. So there was a lot of failures. There were a lot of speed bumps. There were a lot of stumblings. And at a point, you know, you wonder if you're really made for this position, if you're cut out to do what it demands of you. And I think, you know, outside of the restaurant business, I can't answer this, but I'm sure that it's true that, you know, every promotion affords you an opportunity to learn, not an opportunity to perform. And so you move into this position, you learn the ins and outs, um, you get the phone calls, you get the emails, you get the sit downs of, hey, this needs to be different. You need to be working on this over here. Um, This isn't the direction I'd like you to be going, or this was a very foolhardy decision. And it's a path. It's just a path of learning. And when you're on the path of learning in the beginning, it's really easy to lose hope. It's really easy to blame others, get frustrated, um, you know, not give your leadership the, the credit that they deserve for wanting to help you, even though it doesn't feel like help. 
and you stay on the path, you know, and I recommend anyone that's in a young, early development of their career, whatever their career is, stay on the path, get to a point where those conversations become less frequent and your stumblings and your failures become less frequent or smaller. Um, It's all about learning. It's all about gaining that experience that people want when they're hiring someone for a role. Um, And what they're basically saying when they want to hire someone with experience is, hey, we want to make sure you failed enough where you're not going to fail so much because of the experience you have in this new position that we may be hiring you for. So the years, uh, you know, continue on and I gain more experience, I gain more confidence, I surround myself with an amazing team and people that I really enjoy working with and that also enjoy working what we're doing in terms of this restaurant. And, you know, you get a little bit comfortable, you start to reinvent yourself, new training programs, um, you know, updated systems, Uh, you, you develop people along the way and help them grow as you were helped to grow. And you really have a good time of it. And at some point, I think everyone lands in the position of what's next. I've mastered this, which you haven't, but you believe you have. And, you know, you're ready for more responsibility or more, um, you know, oversight or a different opportunity. And so I started knocking on all the doors that were above me saying, hey, I want to do more. Can I start training managers? Can I start uh, being a part of the hiring or the interviewing process? Can I be a part of, you know, different committees that ideate on financials or testing new menu products or whatever the hundreds of things that you can do to expand your horizons? I knocked on all those doors and did the best I could to let everyone know that I wanted to grow. And so uh, I was given the opportunity, whether they were tired of me asking or I deserved it, who will know at this point. But um, I started training to be an area director for this great corporate company. And I traveled and I learned and I studied and I took notes and then I practiced. And I would visit different locations and give feedback and follow up with emails. I started mentoring different people, managers and kitchen managers and managing partners even in the area that my boss uh, oversaw so I could get used to coaching people and not applying pressure, of course, or telling them that they were wrong or making them make changes, but really just inviting them to see a different side of the coin and maybe have a great and positive effect where they were managing or where they were trying to grow. And it was a really cool opportunity. Um, You know, it was something new at the time and I loved it. And I really, really loved the connection that I was making with people. I built a name for myself as someone that you could call or call on and really get some good things and good knowledge and and just uh, good expertise in the things that I was great at. The things that I wasn't great at, uh, you know, I either made it up in hopes that it would work out or I referenced someone that I thought was very valuable and talented and tried to connect them to that person. And so the waiting game began, you know, when will I get my opportunity? Will I have to move out of state or to a different part of the state I was living in? Uh, Would it be a different type of opportunity? Would I take the opportunity? Um, You know, and all those questions swirl in the air as you wait. And I got tired of waiting. So I looked outside of the corporation that I was working for and thought, well, let's look at some different restaurant chains. Let's see what other people I know have moved on to do. And let's see if maybe something other than restaurants is what I'm good at. Maybe I'm just good at managing or mentoring or developing people. And I landed an opportunity that was amazing uh, and unmistakable in terms of what I had to do. And I had to take it. And so I 
jumped ship from this corporate entity that I'd spent 20 years at and went and got a position as a general manager with a family-owned restaurant. Um, and it was a very large uh, volume, large footprint location. It was completely out of my comfort zone. And to be honest, my experience at that point, um, there were just levels of knowledge and levels of service and levels of intricate details that needed to be managed in this facility. And I grew into it. Um, you know, fake it till you make it. And I faked it. And I was positive, upbeat, showed up early, stayed late, took work home with me, studied different types of wines, studied different types of beers as we had a brewery at this facility, um, really understood and got to know what private dining really was all about versus a special event. Um, you know, the sequence of service was pretty standard, but there were small little facets that were important to the owner and that particular concept and location. Um, and then just you expand your horizons once you feel comfortable. You start developing the staff and putting key people in key places, um, which makes my job much easier because I have different people now expanding on my vision. And, you know, you do more training. You get people going in a direction, all the same direction. And that is where magic really happens on a team, any type of team, whether it's restaurants, uh, anywhere. If you get everyone pointed in one direction with uh, very little ego and much to offer and an understanding that we're all going to work hard and we're going to go the same direction for the same goal, great things will happen. And that's what started to happen where I was. And I really started to enjoy the job much better. The stress level lowered quite a bit and my enjoyment factor went way up. Um, and not to say that I wasn't enjoying myself. It was an amazing, amazing job. And I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to do it. And then at some point you think, okay, now I'm doing great. What's next? And so the what, what's next for me came out of nowhere. And it was uh, you know, a former uh, leadership role in my life. Uh, that stopped by and, you know, recruited me to come over to where he was with a new concept. And so I visited the concept, fell in love with it immediately, thought, wow, this is great. This is a great opportunity. And maybe this is an opportunity for me to grow into that multi-unit director, which I had been seeking at my for former corporate job, which is basically what was offered to me. So flash forward to training, opening a brand new restaurant, the chaos, the stress, the hours, um, all of the details that are involved in this. And it's a smaller company at this point. It's a startup considerably. So, you know, there's not a lot of things that are worked out. You have to really kind of make decisions on the fly, reinvent the wheel for a couple of things that have no wheels um, and really instill this culture and this feeling of family uh, with all of that stress and energy and everything that's shared when you do an opening. So that's what we created. And it was a great experience. Uh, the food was phenomenal. The interior and the atmosphere were great. Uh, the cocktail menu and the spirit, uh, you know, offerings were just unparalleled. I've never seen anything like it before and really learned so much in the process. And during that process, there were a lot of things that we tested. You know, we tested new technologies, um, different types of payroll options, different types of accounting and inventory, and just along the way learned a lot um, and learned what I liked, what I didn't like, uh, learned how I would prefer to do things. Uh, I learned that input is not always welcome, even though it sounds that way. I learned that you can't change everything to make it easy for you. Sometimes you just have to go with the flow and make it work. 
Um, you, you learn how to delegate in a very busy, chaotic atmosphere. So you have to find your key players again uh, and make sure that they are on board and share your vision and that you reward them and you allow them to grow and, and really support you and feel that love and success. So through those three opportunities, you know, there were a lot of things that happened along the way. Uh, there were failures, uh, lists, lists of poor decisions, lists of arrogant decisions, lists of decisions that I didn't put a lot of thought into and almost cost me my job and, and my career at different points. Uh, there were lists of decisions of people that I trusted um, that turned out to be a very poor decision. And, you know, they that backfired financially, um, for the team camaraderie and morale and, and different things. Um, I learned how to lead a team of people um, and what not to do. And, you know, those things over time are part of the experience that's important, you know, to build a foundation of decision making for the future. And that's ultimately what experience offers you. And when you make those mistakes and you're called on them or you have a phone call or a meeting about them and ultimately you have to say, okay, why did I make that decision? Uh, what could I have done differently? What will I do differently next time? Um, and what principle will I apply to that decision-making process so that I make sure I stay in line with what the culture is, what is best for the customer, what is best for the team, and ultimately what is best for the shareholder, whoever that is, whether it's the owner, the corporation, your regional manager, whomever, how will you make all of these people happy or at least stay on the good side of history to make sure you said, I did my best and this was the best decision that I could come up with. And so, you know, everyone's story has different levels to it. And it's important as you go along your path and your journey that you say to yourself, I'm getting better at what I'm doing, um, or I want to improve. How do I do that? Um, who do I seek out? What is a good opportunity that it allows you comfortably to leave something that is already pretty stable and safe into something that you never know if it's going to work out or not, um, or if you'll be good at it, or if you'll like it based on the fact that when you get settled in, there's so many factors that you either take for granted or you brush aside as, oh, those aren't super important. But ultimately, when you decide to leave one job for another, you are going out into the unknown, uh, you know, in unknown, uncharted waters in terms of your brain and your experience and hoping that it works out and hoping that you get along and there's cohesiveness and you trust and they will do what they say and you will get what you were promised, all of those things. And it's nerve wracking. And, you know, there's enough leadership out there that says, you know, get out of your comfort zone and try something new. There's enough things that say, you know, you never know if the grass is greener on the other side. Stay where you are and water your own grass and, you know, fertilize it and you'll grow the grass that you want to be in. Um, there's really a lot of conflicting things and there's no right answer. I'm here to tell you that I was lucky once, I was lucky twice, and I learned a lot on the third opportunity. And I still think it was a great opportunity. Um, it just didn't turn out 100% the way that I'd hoped, which is life, and that's okay. Um, you rebound, you redirect, uh, or you rechannel your energy to something that will pay you back in dividends or at least maintain you know, the life or the principles or the work that you enjoy. So that's a little bit about me. Um, and so at this point in my career, I moved forward into consulting. 
and I am passionate about helping people. I always have been. I'm passionate about seeing people grow and develop, uh, and I'm passionate about being a resource to people to minimize or shorten the length of time they will spend treading water wherever they wherever they swim, so to speak. So, if I could take a year off of your life of waiting for the right opportunity because you don't know how to exert yourself or or, or create great results or make an impact where you are. Um, that would be worthwhile, not only financially, but in terms of how you feel about yourself and your career, that would be an amazing thing. If you could read a book and instill some of the principles or activities or premises into your life immediately and make those changes, and they could afford you opportunities to grow up a ladder or across you know, an organization into newer opportunities, it would definitely be worth it. And I felt, looking back at my career, while I had great mentors and I had people that challenged me and gave me good information, um, it was never really made apparent that the quicker that I take in this information, the quicker that I act on it, and the quicker that I get results would equate to a quicker timeline of moving up a ladder or getting opportunities. And opportunities sometimes just aren't there. It has nothing to do with you, your talent, your experience, or anything else. It's just timing. Um, but sometimes those opportunities are laid on the table, and if your name isn't thrown in a hat, there's a reason. Uh, if your name doesn't come up in conversation as someone that potentially should be interviewed or thought of for that position, there's a reason. And sometimes the reason is they just don't know you're there. Um, and sometimes there are other things. So consulting is something that I'm becoming passionate about. I have this business going, and I want to make sure the world knows that if you are in the restaurant business, if you are a manager seeking to move ahead, if you're a managing partner or a general manager that would like to become more effective, uh, get better operational excellence, create better financial results, um, learn how to create a team that makes your life easier and makes their life more exciting to work with you, um, any of those things I know that I can offer great value because all of those things are the things we love about our job. And ultimately, when we think about our job in terms of I like it, I don't like it, you know, it comes down to what's called a pain point. And, you know, if you don't like going to work because your kitchen can't execute, so all night you spend in the dining room talking to angry guests, that's a bummer. That's a real letdown, and it makes you not love that job. It makes you not want to go to work. If you work on a team where people are not cohesive, they don't support each other, there's, you know, people stabbing each other in the back, or people that just don't perform, you feel like you're spinning your wheels exceptionally quicker and, and, and longer than necessary because you can't get ahead and you can't get people to really do what they need to do. And if you work in a restaurant where you're like, things are great, but I'm not making the money I really think I should be, how do I get to the next level? Where are the areas that I can improve on that will not you know, cut my legs out from under me or change the guest experience or you know, devalue the employee experience in terms of how they're paid or how much they're making? There's answers to all these questions and they come from experience. And they come from successes and failures. They come from systematic evaluation and wanting to be better all the time. And that is something that I have spent my entire career doing um, and achieving and learning and stockpiling and filing away. And the amount of spreadsheets and templates and PowerPoints and training things that I have uh, over the years and how to roll out a menu, all of those things are second nature. And they need to be second nature for someone that wants to be helpful. So 
Once you listen to this podcast, and hopefully you'll continue to listen, I will continue to invite people on the show and let them talk about their successes and failures and what makes them unique and what makes them valuable to our industry. I'll also bring people on the show that will talk about how to support restaurateurs and how to help them you know, develop a sense of community and also develop a sense of loyalty to their vendors and the people that they partner with and their employees. Uh, but ultimately, all of this is leading towards any listener that wants to be better at an industry that they're passionate about and they want to get the return on their investment. If you're going to invest 60 to 80 hours a week um, doing your work and loving your job as, as you should, then you should get a return. You should feel good. You should feel prideful. You should make more money. You should allow other people to enjoy that along the way on your team with you and share that success. And you should also allow yourself opportunities uh, that are afforded to people that perform well or deliver results or have that amazing, unshakable passion uh, towards their craft, whether it's bartending, um, creating desserts, uh, you know, coming up with features or specials or creating a brand new menu, any of those things. So uh, I'll post a link on the details of this episode, but, you know, the podcast obviously is from the frying pan. It is a creation of mine basically referencing, you know, how hot and crazy it can be and then, you know, where we go from there. But also there is a website and it's www.vincentcassay.com. Cassay is spelled K-A-S-S-A-Y. Please visit the website. It is the website for my consulting and coaching business. You can schedule an appointment at any time, uh, no charge, and talk to me about what you're going through, um, how I could be of service, if I can connect you with people that are amazing outside of my expertise, or if you would like to enroll as a client and allow me the opportunity to help you in any facet that is necessary for you to succeed, feel good about your presence and your commitment to what this industry allows us to be great in. And there's so many levels. Uh, I'd really love the opportunity to talk to you and get started. So thank you for listening to my story. Um, In later series down the road, I'm going to have one episode dedicated to all of the dumb things that I did over my career. And we'll laugh together and we'll say, yeah, I did that. Or yeah, I heard about someone that did that. That's crazy. I can't believe you actually are still doing restaurant stuff. And we'll laugh together. But anyway, thank you so much. Have a great afternoon and uh, have a great shift.